What's good, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Who Press, where we talk basketball and wrestling, unscripted and uncensored. My name is Jarrell Thomas. I'm Jonathan Brown. We're back, ladies and gentlemen. It's been a minute. It's been a hot minute. And we, we got some real interesting shit to talk about. So let's let's just start this off right, right, right off the rip, man. Looking, let's talk about the WNBA. Finals are over, ladies and gentlemen. Um, Y'all want to know who the WNBA champions are? <clears throat> After I said it, all season, all season, the Las Vegas Aces are your 2022 WNBA champions with the finals MVP being point guy Chelsea Gray. Um, John, first and foremost, like, how do you feel knowing that the Aces finally did it after all this time? I mean, it's about damn time. It's about damn time. Um, yeah, it's just about damn time. There's too many times where Vegas should have at least been in the like even win the final. So 2019, they lost in the Mystics. They had a solid team that year, right? And then 2020, again the finals, they get swept just by Seattle. All right, they're gonna be back in 2021, right? They lose to Phoenix. Phoenix. And now finally they get themselves together. They get they get rid of the 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 what you call it, the detrimental person on the team. Oh, I can't wait. I can't wait. <clears throat> oh God. They finally get rid of her. And then now they're champions. I mean that that tells you something right there. That when there was a problem. You know. And when the problem went away. They were more successful. Ladies and gentlemen, before I say what I'm about to say, what I need you all to do right now, buckle up. We're going on a ride, ladies and gentlemen. I told y'all, I, I, I remember I, I remember I made the tweet and I said, when the Aces win this title, I'm gonna talk my shit about Liz Cambage. And what did the Aces do? They just won the title. Now, if you if you heard my Twitter voice tweet, I I probably should. My Twitter, my Twitter actually should probably be suspended right now for what I said, but I, I'll say it again. Liz Cambage was a fucking problem. Brittany Griner turned her into food. She was lazy. She too damn big to be playing that lazy. She easily could have been the best center in the entire WNBA. She don't deserve that 53-point record. Fuck her. Fuck everything that she stands for. How are you going to say the Nigerian team needs to go back to the third world country and call the monkeys when you're half Nigerian self, Elizabeth? Please make that make sense. So what I want you to do, Miss Cambage, is stop playing basketball and focus on your OnlyFans and get your OnlyFans back. I'm all for – I don't know what she posts on OnlyFans. I'm all in support of sex workers and what they do. Liz Cambage, please do not come near a WNBA court ever again. I never want to see you on my television in a WNBA basketball game ever again. Fuck you. Fuck your lazy ass. Go Aces. Fuck you. That's all I have to say about Liz Cambage. Also um, – I am not associated with those words. Uh, if if you're like a future employer of mine or any law school that I'm in right now or may transfer to, I am not associated with those words. I'm not associated with Listen, it. Listen, um, for the record, this is all me. Um, Jonathan Brown is great. All right, he's going to be a top tier lawyer. He's he's a very intelligent, very outspoken, well mannered man. All right. Some one of us has to be toxic. Okay. And it's and not John. It's not John. It's not John. 
But speaking of people who should be salty about the Aces, John, I'm going to ask you, how do you think Derek Fisher feels right now? Oh, I hope. I think he doesn't care. You know. I, I think he doesn't care. He should. But, nah, he doesn't care. You know, because he literally drove Candace Parker and Chelsea Gray away from the, from the Sparks. And in the two seasons that follow, not only do they both win championships, but they both win finals MVP. Yeah, that's... You know, I, Derek Fisher, man. How do you make women drive out of LA? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, come on Dude. now. How do you make women drive out of LA? That's 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 all I got to say. That's pitiful, man. Like, the Sparks just need. They should hire me as their head coach. They 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 at this point, just hire me as their head coach. I will fix all of their problems. It is that simple. But. I'm very, very proud of the Aces. Um, you know, my favorite team, of course, winning a championship. I never thought in a million years I'd see the day. My favorite basketball team. No, my favorite any, any one of my favorite sports teams won a title. I haven't seen that since 2004, ladies and gentlemen. I didn't think I'd ever see it at the end of my lifetime. But the Aces did it. And I wish Dave Amy J were on here because they swear I switch up. Listen, I said from the get-go, I'm an Aces fan and a Dream fan. Mainly a Ryan Howard fan. But Aces fan and Dream fan, it's all about, oh, well, you going for Chicago. Yeah, against the sky. I hate Connecticut. I hate Connecticut. I don't like Alyssa Thomas. She's dirty. I don't like DeWanna Bonner because she always talking. I like John Quill. And Courtney Williams is toxic. But, you know, I just don't like Connecticut. But go Aces, man. That's all I'm saying. We're moving into our next topic. Um, USA Women's World Cup team. Um. So, you know, the full FIBA Women's World Cup schedule has started. Games played. Um, Team USA, they had their first game against China yesterday, and they won. But I want to talk about this roster very quickly. Um, that was the third win. Oh, there was a third? Oh, I thought – oh. See, is, see, y'all, we're still in school. You know, I'm doing this last semester undergrad. John is in law school. So we're a little behind on some things, especially me. But this roster – is OD disrespectful. If you thought that the Olympic team last year was disrespectful, this is disrespectful. Listen to this. Ariel Atkins, Kalia Copper, Sabrina Ionescu, Ben Nigelini, Kelsey Plum, Alyssa Thomas, Shakira Austin, Chelsea Gray, Brianna Jones, Jewel Lloyd, Brianna Stewart, and Asia Wilson. That's the team, ladies and gentlemen. So, John... The first question I'm going to ask you is, what do you think about this roster alone? Like, just just off the name value and the talent alone, what do you have to say about it? If you had to describe this roster in one word, what would you say? Unstoppable, man. They already beat Belgium, and they already beat China. Belgium has Emma Misa, man. <laughs> yeah. They beat about 15. And now they already beat China by 15. Oh man, like, yeah, I think it'll be an easy way to the finals. Yeah, I the one word I would use is disrespectful. This this is disrespectful. I mean, here's the thing, y'all. Candace Parker's not in this. 
and this is still ridiculously OP. I mean, the fact that Asia Wilson, Chelsea Gray, and Kelsey Plum are on this team after literally they just won finals. Alyssa Thomas and Brianna Jones are on this team. All five of them literally just got done in the finals. Now they're playing in the FIBA Women's World Cup, and they're still playing at a high level. Because I think Asia, what, she had like 20 and 8 yesterday against China. Mm-hmm. So for them to have just played a very exhausting four-game series and to have still be playing at a high level like this, they're, they're – oh, goodness. Because I don't know if you saw the – wait, John, did you watch the game or did you catch clips of it? Uh, no, I have not. So basically, Chelsea Gray was sizing up one of the, one of the women that plays for China. And hit her with that AI MJ cross. And it was nasty. It, it was nasty. And just I, I I gotta I gotta catch a game eventually, man. Cause I'm I'm just excited for them. I think they're definitely gonna win for sure. Mm-hmm. But um you have some representation on this team as well, John. Shakira Austin. What do you what do you what do you have to say about Shakira Austin being on this roster? Shakira Austin and um Ariel Atkins. Right. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean you on the USA team after your rookie year? Go ahead, Shakira. I see you. Go ahead. Do your thing. Do your thing, but keep that momentum. Keep that momentum throughout your career because someone from college can come in and just take your spot like that. This ain't old Miss now. Let's, let's keep, keep the momentum up. I like it. Let's keep it up, though. And now our last WNBA topic. Um, the WNBA Awards, we talked about some of them in the last episode, but that was almost a month ago. So let's, you know, give you an update, the full list of all the WNBA Awards. So first, you know, the Defensive Player of the Year, of course, went to Asia Wilson. Rookie of the Year, Ryan Howard. Most Improved, Jackie Young. Sixth Woman of the Year, Brianna Jones. Coach of the Year, Becky Hammond. Exec of the Year, James Wade. The Sportsmanship Award, Sylvia Falls. MVP, Asia Wilson. Peak performers, Brianna Stewart, Sylvia Files, and Natasha Cloud. Um, Brianna Stewart, peak performer in scoring. Sylvia Files led the league in rebounding. Natasha Cloud led the league in assists. The all-rookie team was Ryan Howard, Melissa Smith, Shakira Austin, Queen Egbo, and Rebecca Gardner. A name that is not there, ladies and gentlemen, is Sam Thomas of the Phoenix Mercury. If you know, you know. If you know, you know. Um, all defense, um... Let me look. Let me let me go back. I just lost it. Wait a minute. Um, first team all defense was Asia Wilson, Brianna Stewart, Sylvia Files, Natasha Cloud, and Ariel Atkins. Second team was Alyssa Thomas, John Quill Jones, Ezie, Brittany Sykes, and Gabby Williams. And going to the all WNBA, um, I just had it. One second. Okay. Yep, got it, got it. Wait, this isn't it either. One moment. Oh, off first WNBA team, AJ Wilson, Brianna Stewart, Kelsey Plum, Skylar Diggins, Candace Parker. Right. Second team, Alyssa Thomas, Sabrina Ionescu, Neko Gwumake, John Quill Jones, and Sylvia Fowles. Damn, John Sylvia Fowles got second team her last year. Dude, damn, that's 
Man, okay. I only have one issue with the RWNBA team. Where on God's green earth is Chelsea Gray? Yeah. I, I just okay, ladies, okay, because I'm I'm kind of I want I want you to remember Chelsea Gray was not an all-star. Chelsea Gray was not all WNBA. She did not get the credit that she deserved. I mean, she was the Commissioner Cup MVP and the finals MVP. And it's not like she just started playing well once the season got. No, she'd been like this. She'd been like this. The Aces should have had four All-Stars this year. And as much as I love Jackie Young, I, Chelsea Gray should have been playing over Jackie. So I'm I'm a little upset about that. But, uh, John, was there anybody else that you thought was snubbed from the RWNBA team? Nah. Yeah, but I will say this. I personally feel like Skylar Diggins should have been on one of the all-defensive teams. I mean, she was, like, top five in steals all season long. And, I mean, Phoenix was already bad, but they would have been way worse without her. Way worse. So, for her to not have made it to one of the all-defensive teams was also kind of a shock to me as well. But... Mm-hmm. John, what what do you think about that? I disagree. I mean, you already got Asia Wilson, Brianna Stewart, Sylvia Fowles. That's automatic. Yeah. And now they're two. Natasha Cloud and Ariel Agnes. Come on now. You you want to replace see. one of them. Not, not I wouldn't even say not first, not even first team, but like at least second team. Um okay, I, okay, okay, okay. I'll say this. Okay, I will say this, and this may be a little controversial. Because I love her as well, but I I think Skylar Diggins should have made it over Britney Sykes. But at the same time, it's kind of like mainly because you know Phoenix was did wait did they have a better yeah they had a better record than the Sparks yeah way so, better and Skylar like Skylar contributed the majority of that. Because I think, yeah, Brittany Sykes was, av- like, she averaged, like, three steals, but, like, mm, I don't know. Because the thing about Sylvia Fowles, regardless of whether Minnesota was good, nobody was doing what she was doing, plus it's her last season. They're not going to end her season and not give her anything. Mm-hmm. So, there, there's that. Mm, plus, Sylvia Fowles can play another year. We really thinking about yeah, it. Yeah, she could. Ooh, actually, you know what? That just reminded me. So, okay, the real last WNBA topic. Um, with the this season coming to an end, multiple careers are are, are now over. Sue Bird, Sylvia yeah. Files. Um, what is what is a girl named that played for played in Phoenix? Um, uh, Brianne January. Yeah, Brianne January. She was Seattle. Oh, right. Yeah, but she spent a lot of time in Phoenix. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, you know, all three of their careers have ended officially. Um, I'm going to really miss Sue, you know. Of course, I was happy when, you know, the Aces got packed up. I mean, when the Aces packed up the storm. But I'm like, you know, Sue is 
one of those players. Like she, she, she's one of those. Like she wanted them for sure. Um, definitely up in the goats tier status. Um, in regards to point guards, I mean, she's literally won championships at every level. So, I'm definitely like kind of sad to see her go, but the league is in really good hands as well as Sylvia Files. I mean. What can't you say about Sylvia? I mean, she's one of the most well-respected players on and off the court. Um, crazy rebounding. She is one of the few women in WNBA history to dunk, let alone it was All-Star game. And I, I can't really speak much to Brianna January, but I she was definitely, you know, from what I saw, she was a pretty good player as well. But um, John, what about you? Like, what did you what do you think about like all three of their careers? Um, I think all three of their careers has been wonderful and definitely Hall of Fame, Hall of Fame deserve worthy. I'm a little questionable about Subert. What you mean questionable? A little questionable. What, what, what do you mean by that? All right. I don't think Subert had much of an impact of a game. What? Yeah, I think her impact is how long her career has been. What? I have never heard that before. Okay, so what what do you mean by like you don't think she have that much of an impact? I mean, when it came to dominating the game, she really didn't dominate without help okay i i i can see i can see that i can see what you're saying with that but like she had lauren jackson sue bird no nah, sue bird swing cash she's just she's a hall of famer as well yeah oh yeah shout out swing cash detroit shot legend uh brianna stewart Jewel Lloyd. Even when, when Sue Bird was out, you had Jordan Canada, who would, and then Jordan Canada became a valuable free agent. So, like I just, I don't see the impact of Sue Bird's career. Yes, she's a. I, I was with you until you said Jordan Canada. I I I was I was right with you until you said Jordan Canada, because. Y'all know, y'all like you. You know I love Jordan Canada, but she, she stunk. She, she stinks at this point. But like, in terms of her legacy, you know I understand that point. But at the same time, it's like her role in the team wasn't to you know dominate. I mean, she was the facilitator of the offense. Like, if I had to like describe her, like. Let me think if I could put this. Rondo with scoring ability is how I would put it. Like, she was like, she was like Rondo, but with that scoring ability. Like, if you look at like that Celtics team, like, they wouldn't have won without Rondo. Like, you know, you, of course, like, he didn't really like score much, but like, you can't say they, that KG, Ray Allen and Paul Pierce, like, they would have won that title without Rondo. Rondo was a really important piece 
So I think, like, in terms of that, like, of course, like, you know, she wasn't, like, the hugest, like, the biggest scorer in the world. But, like, she, for one, like, she's the one of, no, she's the only player in WNBA history to win a title in three different decades. And while she may have not been finals MVP, she was, like, that number two. Like, she facilitated everything. Like, she's one of those players where, like, while she may not, you know, on paper look the best, everything runs through her. You know, there's none of none of that has without Sue. Like, Brianna is one of the best ISO scorers I've ever seen. But at the same time, if Sue is not there facilitating the offense, then they have to completely rely on Brianna completely. Now, don't get me wrong, Jewel Lloyd is there. And, you know, Gabby Williams is there and everything. But to completely rely on Brianna would be suicide. Because who's going to facilitate? I mean, you could go Gabby Williams, but mm, not for the whole game. So it's like, I kind of see what you want with it. Still a Hall of Famer, but... I just disagree with the impact. That's uh, we we gonna have to agree to disagree on that, my brother. Yeah, yeah. But now let's move into the NBA and the first topic. Oh boy. Um, let, let's talk about this email Udoka shit. Um. Mm. So so. For those of y'all that haven't heard, um. What was put out a tweet saying, oh, Ime Udoka is, did some real fuck shit with the team. And, you know, he's at risk for being suspended for the season. So we thinking like, oh, he must have been a fan duel acting a fool or something. And comes out that he was having an affair with one of the Celtics' um, female staff members. My first reaction, my first initial reaction Ladies and gentlemen, if you can, in case y'all didn't know, and I feel like everybody should know, Ime Udoka has been in a long-term relationship of, I think, 12 years, including children, with Nia Long. How, how do you cheat on Nia Long? How do you cheat on Nia fucking Long? Miss Parker, there are very few black women that, okay, let me not put it that way. There are very few women in this world that no matter what age they are, they will always be fine as hell. Two of those women are Angela Bassett and Nia Long. You remember when J. Cole said his only regret was being too young for Nia Long? Mm -hmm. How the fuck do you cheat on her? I don't see. Can Can you justify... Cheating on your own? Nah, not really. Okay, see, nah, I just can't see. And then the thing that blew me was, like, people, like, when they seen, like, so they, they said it wasn't her, but there was, like, the, um, it was a light-skinned member of their or, uh, staff, and it was just, like, email, I understand. I said, I don't. Don't get me wrong. She's an attractive woman, but if I got Nia Long at home, I'm good. Like, I don't, like, 
they 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 oh god like they got lucky getting to the finals you know they ran into brooklyn where katie was selling and Kyrie wasn't eating food they played milwaukee without chris middleton and keep in mind they were one shot away from going home had jimmy butler made that three we would be probably telling a completely different story but they got through that golden state molly whopped them and after all of that Ime Udoka, it didn't matter because you know what? He could go home to Nia Long. You mean to tell me that this nigga was cheating on this magnificent, beautiful melanin specimen? I don't understand. I don't understand. But, uh, John, what are your whole thoughts on the situation? Uh, to tell you the truth, I got to be honest, right? When it came out that he cheated on Nia Long, I was like, oh, my God. No way he cheated on Nia Long. But then when I like looked at it, and I was like, all right. He cheated. But then they were looking at a season-long suspension. Yeah, I that's... Like, I was like, nah, give him 41 games, 20 games, right? Just give him a suspension, but not the whole season. And then... Another piece of information came out, and it said that um, the woman he had the affair with um, recently made an accusation saying that he made un like an unwanted comment towards her, and I was like, ah, I think that's why, yeah. that's why he got that year. Yeah, so I think that if the unwanted comment made the suspension a year and is towards a uh, an employee within the organization, yeah, he deserves yeah. to be accountable. Yeah. So, and then when Matt Barnes, <laughs> when Matt Barnes said this is worse, y'all, and I'm praying for everybody. When Matt yeah. Barnes, yeah. Of all people, <laughs> when Matt Barnes said, "Yeah, this is bad, y'all." <laughs> when yeah, he said like, this is bad, I'm like, "Yo, I'm expecting the worst of the worst." <laughs> Man, like, and besides the fact that it was Martin, Matt Barnes of all people who said it, if somebody is talking about a situation and they say they're praying for everyone that's involved, you know something went absolutely crazy. So I don't know what happened, and I'm scared to know what happened at this point. But, I mean, if, you know, going based on what Matt Barnes said, I just hope that everybody gets the closure they need from the situation. The other piece of this that I want to talk about, you know, even though, like, we don't touch football on this show because I don't watch football enough to even, you know, look – because I'm not going to look like a dumbass on this show. Not in that way. But um, what I've been seeing, and I, I actually kind of agree with this to an extent, is that the Ime Udoka situation was a distraction from what's going on with Brett Favre. Yeah. You, you – because here's the thing when you know with when we first got the whole situation without context it's like why did the celtics organization even put that information out because we all we thought the whole thing was consensual mm -hmm. but at the same time nobody's talking about the Brett far situation anymore because of this mm -hmm. and we need to go back to that because brett far is still doing the wrangler commercials with all that as all that money he just stole from the people of Mississippi. And I'm not okay with that. 
you know, Brett Favre has shown he's a shit human being multiple times. Yep. He needs to be held accountable. Didn't Brett Favre introduce America to sending dick pics through text? He sure did. He, he sure did. He introduced he sure America did. to that. He sure did. And I remember, like, the slang term for sending news was Brett Favre. It sure was. They were like, oh, man, he pulled a Brett Favre. It, it sure was Brett Favre. And so, it's just like, based on what Ime Udoka did, like, I mean, we still don't know the full details, but apparently it's worse than we thought. We definitely need to hold him accountable. But at the same time, like, don't let this, you know, distract us from the fact that, like, oh, yeah, Brett Favre's still a bum-ass motherfucker, too. Like, no, like, you don't stop talking about it because something else is going on. No, you keep, you don't shift the focus, just get back on his ass, because mm-hmm. Brett Favre is a fucking, Brett Favre is a criminal. Yeah. And I think, I think what Brett Favre did was worse. Than yeah. Fine. Am it, I wrong? it all depends, because we don't know the full details on Ime yeah. Udoka yet. Until we get that, mm-hmm. of course we can say that. Mm-hmm. But up until this point, yeah, what, um, what, Brett Favre did was way worse. It was way worse. But now, our last NBA topic. And I I wish that Dame and Jalen were here too because I caught hell for this. But let's talk about, like, these past couple of trades that have happened recently. So first, let's talk Donovan Mitchell trade. So after the Knicks completely fumbled the bag, we're like, who's going to pick up Donovan Mitchell? And the Cavs managed to get Donovan Mitchell, and all they had to send Utah was Colin Sexton, three unprotected first-round picks and two pick swaps, Lori Markkinen, and the rookie they just drafted. Now, for Utah, that's terrible. That is absolutely awful for Utah. I mean, of course, you know, they had to get rid of, you know, Mitchell in order to, you know, completely rebuild, but that is a terrible payoff. Absolutely terrible. Um, In regards to Cleveland, and I, I caught so much hell when I said this, but I, I, I said, and, I, and I, I still stand on this, so I'm going I'm to die on this hill. I could see it. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but I could see the Cavs Potentially making the conference finals, potentially. Mm-hmm. I didn't say I didn't say for sure they would, but they just might. And here's why. Here's why. So let's look at the let's look at all the contenders. You got Brooklyn, Milwaukee. Who I mean, Milwaukee's making the conference finals regardless. So I'm not even going to talk about Milwaukee. Brooklyn, Philly, Miami. Shit, who am I forgetting? I'm forgetting somebody. Repeat that list one more time. Brooklyn, Philly, Miami, um, Boston, Boston, yeah. So, so those five teams really. So Boston, Miami, Philly, Brooklyn, Cleveland. Because, like I said, the Bucks are making the conference finals this year, regardless. Boston, I mean, I already didn't trust Boston as is anyway, but they really down in the trenches now. Um, Miami, 
Um, if the season goes how it's been going, I definitely don't think Miami's going to do it because Jimmy, I love to death, but Bam has not developed enough offensively. Tyler Hero is hit or miss. And Kyle Lowry stinks at this point in his career. Philly all depends on what James Harden does this year. If James Harden plays like the same James Harden, Philly is not going to do much. And Brooklyn is iffy. I mean, Katie and Kyrie both said that they're staying. We still have yet to see if that nigga Ben Simmons is even going to play. Um, I don't know. Like, Brooklyn, I don't trust Brooklyn. I don't trust Brooklyn. Boston, I don't trust. They don't have their head coach. Miami needs to build their pieces better around Jimmy. And Philly is all dependent on James Harden because Embiid is going to hoop regardless. But with Cleveland, they didn't have a second scorer in the backcourt because Colin Sexton was injured. You have Colin Sexton, I mean, not Colin Sexton, Darius Garland and Donovan Mitchell in the backcourt. Colin Sexton got traded. Yeah. So keep in mind, yes, that backcourt is shit defensively, but Darius Garland is quickly becoming like one of the best facilitators in the league, like deadass. Donovan Mitchell is one of the best scorers in the league. Now, Isaac Okoro, there's a lot to be desired, but the nigga's mainly there for defense. He needs to score. He need he need to learn how to shoot, but the niggas there for defense. And then in the front court, you got Evan Mobley and Jared Allen. Keep in mind, this team was like one of the top four seeds until Jared Allen got hurt. And had Jared Allen got hurt, had not not had not gotten hurt, Cleveland for sure would have made the playoffs this year. So, I think adding Donovan Mitchell like it gives them a lot of more scoring. And then, like, if they healthy, I could potentially see them, conference, see them make the conference finals for sure. But, uh, John, what do you think about that move? And do you think – well, what do you think Cleveland's ceiling is right now? Cleveland? Yeah. Uh, here's, everyone's hype for Cleveland, bro. Everyone, everyone in Cleveland right now says I'm currently in Cleveland. They're very hyped for them. And they can definitely see them having a deep playoff run. Um, conference finals, I would not be surprised if they make it. But I don't think they're going to the finals. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they're for sure not making the finals. Hell no. No, no way. No. But, but um, yeah, they are making the finals, making the conference finals or conference semifinals. If they lose in the first round, I'll be very disappointed. Oh, my God. Because um, here, here's my main reason why I'll be disappointed. Um, so after I said the Cavs might make the conference finals, Jalen decided to pull a Jalen, and he dogged the fuck out of me on Twitter. And he said this, and I'm holding him to this. I screenshotted the tweet, so even if he deletes the shit, it's still there. I'm holding him accountable. He said, if the Cavs make the conference finals, he's selling his car. Jay, Jay, my boy, listen. And I, and matter of fact, the other thing we, because we had, a, we was on group FaceTime, and I told him two things: if they make the conference finals, not only is that nigga selling his car, but one eight hundred parlay is mine. So Jalen, I need you to listen to, like, I need you to listen to this episode. And listen very fucking carefully when I say this to you, my nigga. One eight hundred parlay is mine, and your car is mine. 
I'm actively rooting for the Cavs this year for the first time in my life. All because of what you said. So when the Cavs make the conference finals, you give me that Instagram account and you give me that card. Mm-hmm. I don't even care if it's the Sebring. I will I'll take that damn Sebring. But I won't I, I you gon' you gonna pay what you owe, my boy. Just watch. Just watch. But the next trade, the second trade, and this is my personal favorite trade. Um, John, I'm gonna ask you first, what did you think about the Bohan Bogdanovich trade? So Utah sent Bohan Bogdanovich to, you know, the Detroit Pistons for Kelly Olynyk and Saban Lee. So, John, what do you think about the trade? Uh, Kelly Olynyk is finally in the town where white people can appreciate him. Mm-hmm. White people appreciate him at Gonzaga. Oh, definitely the the Mormons are gonna appreciate him. Ooh, white man, tall, long hair. They're gonna treat him like he Jesus or something. Dog. But um, I think yeah, that was a bad trade because Bo Bojan Bogdanovic, he's a pretty decent player. Yeah, and um, I'm not gonna lie. Uh, is I don't. I think Jazz would make the like make the plan. Mm, I I I could see it. I could see it potentially. I could see the Jazz make the plan, but not the playoffs. Oh yeah, for sure. For sure. And for me, <clears throat> ladies and gentlemen. This made me so happy. This made my fucking day. Because Saban Lee is gone, ladies and gentlemen. And I I, I, I don't like Saban Lee. I mean, he's good for the G League. But the NBA level, that, that extinct. Um, Like John said, um, white people can, you know, appreciate Kelly Olenek in Utah. But Bohan Bogdanovich adds a whole nother element to this team because – when it came to scoring, like it came to three point shooting, we relied on Sadiq all season, and that was it. You know, K could shoot, but like in regards to a consistent level, we didn't have anybody else. Now we have two consistent three point shooters on the team. So, potential starting lineup, ladies and gentlemen, is Cade, Jaden Ivey, Sadiq, Bogdanovich, and People were saying Isaiah Stewart, but I personally want Marvin Bagley to start because at this stage in basketball, our center can our starting center cannot be six nine. I'm I'm sorry. This we we're not Miami. We we look. We don't need P, we, this is not a PJ Tucker type of team. We we need somebody taller as our starting center. And don't forget, you know, with our second unit, we have Killian Hayes to an extent. But we also have Isaiah Livers, Ali Burks, Hamadou Diallo, Isaiah Stewart, and Jayna Duran. This is a deep team. And I'm not saying, oh, well, the Pistons are going to make the play. Like, but I could see – I definitely – like I, I have high hopes that the Pistons could be a play in this team this year. And they're going to shock a lot of people. Because, again, in Troy, we trust Troy Weaver. You, you have done great things. You have done so many great things. But John, to that point, I want to ask: um, What do you think the Bogdanovich addition to the Pistons does for the roster? Mm. 
it has um veteran presence since the Pistons is a very young team. And then it really helps the Pistons as well. I mean, they got Kimba Walker and they also got <laughs> yeah, I know. Kimba ain't gonna be here for long. <laughs> and y'all got Kimba. You also got Kevin Knox, who needs to redeem himself. And then you got Kate Cunningham, Marvin Bagley, Sadiq Bey. That's not bad. That's not a bad line. And then Jaden Ivey coming in as well. And Jalen Duran. Oh, Pistons are going to be the most improved team just because of that trade. And just thinking about like how fun it is to be is gonna be to watch that team. Like, even if they're not the best team, they're for sure gonna be one of the most fun teams in the world, if not the most, because the most fun team to watch for me, at least last year, was Charlotte. But you know, Charlotte is in the mud right now. So yeah. you know, go go pistons, bro. That's all I'm gonna say. Go pistons. We 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 up this year. We up this year. When the till jerseys drop, I'm getting that motherfucker. But with that being said, now let's move into wrestling. And a lot of shit has happened, but I forgot about a lot of shit. <laughs> um, first I want to address um AEW brawl out, not all out, brawl out. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't I don't really care about all out anymore. Um, I care about AEW brawl out. Um, so after all out, CM Punk, um, he decided to uh oh, he just went he just went crazy with the shots, bro. He he was just letting the chopper spray off on all of the elite. He started talking shit about hangman, the bucks, Kenny, and everything. Tony Khan was shocked, he didn't know what to do. Then it comes out the next day. Oh, they got the fighting backstage. Um niggas throwing chairs, Nick Jackson got knocked out. Uh CM Punk best friend biting Kenny Omega and shit. And now they all got suspended. And it is worth it. That... Kenny Omega tried to protect the dog. <laughs> and they bit his ass, bro. Oh man. oh man. Um, so they all got suspended. Um CM Punk was stripped of the AEW world title, which they put back on John Moxley. But um then you know Kenny and the Bucks got stripped of the trios titles, which were literally made for them. They literally made AEW for them to win those for them to win those titles, just to fuck it up, you know. So shout out to Death Triangle because I like them a lot, and they're they're the champs. So yeah, um, and word is word on the street is CM Punk will not be coming back to AEW. So. <laughs> So, um, oh man, oh man. So, for the people that are saying that this entire CM Punk run was a flop, no, it wasn't. This shit was fun, like it was enjoyable. It ended kind of wrong, but you know, it was a really good run. I mean, that match with MJF, he won the title. His return was one of the best of all time. Like he was putting bangers on with everybody, Darby Allen, Leo Hobbs, like all of them. So. I can't say that it was a failure, but it does suck that it's going to end this way. Because, I mean, think about how happy everybody was when he came back. And then here we are a year later, and he gone again. And we, I'm 99.9% sure he's, like, for sure done wrestling, like, for good. But, uh, John, what did you think about this whole situation? The whole situation is just... Like, that's petty 
Like, like, bro, it's been this situation's been going on since 2014. Yeah. All over a freaking podcast. If you really think about it. That's how yeah. the whole situation started. All because of a podcast podcast appearance. Right? And then somehow there was a dispute between Punk and, and Cabana over contract breach. Sorry, law school got to me, y'all. <laughs> over a contract yeah. breach over who's going to pay the attorney fees. And then somehow they're still not friends to this day. And they're working the same company. Why? That... that <laughs> Why would you work in the same company with someone who sued you? Why would you work in the same company with someone who sued you, bro? Yo, that's like I just think you want to get back into wrestling, but like, ah, man, like, man. And the fun, the funny thing to me about it is, of all people, this shit could have been about like it could have been about Darby, it could have been about Ricky Starks, fucking Britt Baker, no. This shit all started because of Colt Cabana, a comedy wrestler. Like, do you know? Listen, but I'm not even gonna hold you. I would kill to have the type of impact that Colt Cabana had. You how how is it that Colt Cabana, by simply just being a comedy wrestler, could single-handedly kill? AEW, what AEW officially is, because they're going to kill the elite and all elite. You mean to tell me that Colt Cabana is that toxic? That this man could... That's crazy. That is so crazy. But hey, Hangman got a world title shot, and CM Punk is at home with the injury. Oh yeah, he tore his peck in the fight. Uh, I mean, he's 42. Your body's breaking down, bro. Don't be mad while your body's breaking down. Don't be mad. Don't be frustrated. You're 42. You haven't wrestled in eight years. And then you go to try to come back on the road full time and think you still got it? Nah, your body's done. Yeah. It, it was nice while it lasted. But um, I'm telling y'all now, bro, if CM Punk don't come back to AEW, he done with wrestling for good. It's It's over. It's over. Yeah, I, I hope he doesn't come back. You know who else I hope doesn't come back? And I, I hate to say it, but Jeff Hardy just needs to stay home. Yeah. Because Matt Hardy, Matt Hardy been trying to get him back. I'm like, nah, bro, I don't I don't need to see Jeff Hardy again. I, I don't. Uh, let him let him do his little dance in peace, all right? Oh, shit. Oh, I had to stop myself from saying something. Oh, I would have almost put a Jalen. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. <laughs> but, um... Our next topic, um, AEW Grand Slam was this week. Um, I caught it. I caught it. Uh, you know, I well, I caught Dynamite. Because let's be honest, y'all, nobody watches Rampage. Uh, nobody. I used to. Oh, yeah, I used to, you know. But now it's like it's no point. And you see, I'm mad I missed Rampage this week because Ricky Starks was wrestling. I missed my favorite wrestler because I didn't give a fuck. See, that's the problem. But anyway, let's let's talk about this show. Um, I'm not gonna go through the whole show because I didn't care. Um, the first thing I want to want to talk about, um, bitch Jericho beat Cesaro for the Ring of Honor World Championship. 
Nah. <laughs> nah, man. Nah. Nah, like, come on now, dog. I can't even form words to describe how I feel about that. Jericho. Hey, if you told me, oh, yeah. If you told me in, like, 2012, oh, yeah, Chris Jericho is going to be the next Ring of Honor world champion. What? Chris who? Oh, Ring oh, of what? Oh, no. Nah, Tony and Khan. I, oh, no. And I should I should have seen this coming when he was talking about, oh, he won for world title number eight like, like last week, and I'm, I should have seen it coming. But I'm like, nah, Tony Khan ain't going to – he ain't going to do that. Like, nigga uh, – Claudio, Claudio has been busting his ass, bro. He doesn't nah. But somehow, Tony Khan did enough cocaine to think that Chris Jericho being the Ring of Honor world champion was a good idea. Yeah. That was dumb. Um, oh Lord. Nah, I I did not, I did not support that at all. No. No. I think the Ring of Honor world have the Ring of Honor, right? In my opinion, should be treated like NXT. I think the Ring of Honor, like if y'all gonna use Ring of Honor championships, it should be treated like NXT, and then like the AEW championships for like main roster, and then keep the main importance of Ring of Honor within like development because that's how many superstars uh... built their career off of. Ring of Honor. Okay, that that point makes sense, but like Ring of Honor being developmental is that's that's a crazy concept. I know, I know. Oh man, but they gotta like emphasize the prestige of it, and the fact that they give it to Chris Jericho, who never wrestled in Ring of Honor, is ridiculous. Nah, that is crazy. Like, bro, they could have just made me Ring of Honor World Champion at that point. <laughs> like, but here's the thing: there's only one way to pay that off. And that's for Daniel Garcia to beat Jericho and join the Backpool Combat Club. That's the only way this this will. Yeah. Man, hey, but hey, shout out to MJF, man, because he called them the uh the Blackpool Cuckold Club, and that shit was fucking hilarious. Oh my god! Wow. Just shout out to MJF, you know. But next up, um, this this warmed my heart so much. AEW World Tag Team Championship match. The rematch, Swerve and Argoy versus the Acclaimed. And everybody loves the Acclaimed. I just don't love the scissoring part because that's weird. It's kind of just like, you know, like when we was kids and we were just like, oh, yeah, DX suck it. And we thought that shit was cool. And then we got older and we just like, that shit was weird. That's how I feel. That That is how I feel. But the Acclaim beat Swerve and Argoy in a really good match. And I'm very happy, you know, as an LGBTQ plus ally, it made me happy because, you know, Anthony Bowens is the first openly gay AW champion. That is great. That's absolutely great. Max Cat, like, they've been doing a thing since AW Dark. I was happy. I'm just sick of Billy Gunn and Scissor Me Daddy. I'm sick of that shit. I'm sick of it. I'm sick of it. Just let, just... I'm, I'm, I'm kill it, kill it dead, kill that angle dead. Better made t shirts. Oh, god, this nigga Johnson. Oh, no, oh, no, oh, no. But hey, man, but you, you should have seen like the way, like, when Swerve came out, like, they booed the fuck out of him, man. And I wanted to call racism, but then I remembered everybody in the, involved in the match was black, 
And I'm like, okay, I can't call racism on this. But I can call it colorism because it was two light-skinned niggas versus two dark-skinned niggas. So I'm calling colorism. <laughs> but hey, man, everybody loves the acclaim, man. So shout out to them. But uh, John, what did you think about the acclaim winning? Uh, I'm not gonna lie. The acclaim they have grown on me. They have. Um, it's crazy how like a year ago how everything went. Yeah. Like last year, when Max Caster almost got. Ooh, I forgot <laughs> all about that. He Man. almost got fired. <laughs> Man, almost got fired. Um. Billy Gunn was not on TV like that with his sons. And Anthony Bowens was just innocent. Hurt. He yeah. was always hurt. Yeah. Like, and the fact that they've grown into like yeah. where they are right now to the point where you have straight white men doing the gayest thing ever. <laughs> And it, no, and it be the, the it don't even be this not even just the straight white man. It be the homophobic straight white man doing it. That's the shit that be killing me. That's the shit. I'm just like, damn. I thought y'all. I thought y'all hated the LGBTQ plus. Mm, mm, okay. All right. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, all right. Okay. Um. Okay. Cool. Me, daddy ass. You know, make make up your minds. You know, are you homophobic or not? Because we don't want you around no way, babe. Man. At least, at least, at least, stand like stand on it. If you're gonna be a homophobic piece of shit, stand on that. All right, because you don't deserve nice things to happen to you. So you might as well just be a piece of shit so we can dog you anyway. But moving through this, um, Pat beat Orange Cassidy. Okay, but now I want to talk about this next. Um, so they had a four way fatal four way for the interim women's world title. Tony Storm versus Serena D versus Athena versus Dr. Britt Baker, M.I.D. And um, I just want to say that Dr. Britt Baker, M.I.D. is for sure M.I. motherfucking D. Tony Storm, Serena, and Athena was going full throttle. But as soon they got the Britt, they start slowing shit down. Now, I didn't remember the match because I didn't, I wasn't, I got bored. But Tony Storm won. Jamie Hader comes out, and I'm like, okay, Jamie Hader gonna finally whip Britt Baker ass, because that's what I've been waiting for, because I want to cheer Jamie Hader. Jamie Hader is like, oh, no, I'm still a Brit anyway, and they start beating up Tony Storm. <laughs> and then, for some reason, Britt Baker takes blood and wipes it on her stomach, and I don't know why the fuck she did that, but then you hear music. And nobody, like, nobody knows who this is. Like, everybody's like, what the fuck is this? And all I see, because I felt bad, because I was on the phone with my best friend, and she was telling me some really, really, really important shit. But I couldn't pay attention at this point. Because all I see is Soraya. Mm -hmm. And I said, no. But sure enough, Paige walks out. Hey, guys, Paige here. <laughs> and I'm sitting there like, like it's one of these words like you can't even pop, bro. Like I'm really like sitting there frozen. Like I popped when CM Punk came back, but bro, like when Paige came out, I'm sitting there frozen because I'm like, huh? 
Because <laughs> I remember, like, they, they had the, they literally released the report. Fightful released the reports. They said, oh, AEW talked to Paige over the summer. And I'm just like, yeah, nigga, she ain't going to no goddamn AEW. And then literally the same night. But then, you know, what fucked that all up? Within a matter of 20 minutes, I found out Paige wasn't shit. Because I guess her, her boyfriend, you know, uh, did her music. Her did her music. By the way, that song had so much specific. So when I heard the song, I'm like, I'm not like a, like a super rock nigga, but I like a little bit of rock music. I heard the song. I'm like, oh, this shit might be cold. I'll go listen to the song, but this song is about um this it's it's basically a diss track on cancel culture, bro. That shit made me so mad. Cause I'm like, bro, the instrumental of that song was tough, but the lyrics and stuff I'm like, bro, that shit was straight up about like, oh yeah, um, they're gonna cancel you and they're not gonna stop until you're not like, bro, sh- no, shut up. But it turns out the dude who made that song is like grandmaster levels of racist, homophobic, and transphobic, and she stand behind his ass. And, and you know, you know, look, there was porn star Jimmy, but y'all know it's porn star page. If you know, you know, porn star page. If you know, you know. But hey, man, Dane brought this shit up. Oh, in the oh. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Porn star page. Bringing this up. <laughs> Why are if, you bringing that up, bro? If you know, you know. But yeah, porn star page is um. But then again, like Dane brought this shit up in the group chat when I was talking about it. He was just like, she was fucking with Alberto Del Rio, so her taste in man was all kind of really kind of iffy, terrible. And I was just like, you know what, you right. Because wasn't Alberto Del Rio beating her ass? I, I'm I'm sorry that came off the way it did. I didn't mean it in that connotation, but like, what did he beat her ass? Uh, he yeah he did yeah like so uh, they were they were terrible. they were to- yeah they were toxic to each other they were the original blue face and <laughs> oh god whatever her oh name. my god they the, were the original the person. white versions man. <laughs> so she had that going on she she a little porn star and she fucking with a race like a, a known racist homophobe and transphobe yeah I'm sorry Paige you you ain't it bro like yeah like I'm sorry but like. Her neck is hanging on by a thread. Bro, I hope she don't wrestle. Because her neck is hanging on by a thread. Like, a a literal fucking thread, bro. Like, the way we we, we, we were scared about Brian Davis, and no, we need to be scared about Paige. Because, boy, like, the next night, she might take a bump and her head might fall off, man. Mm-hmm. So I hope she don't wrestle. But then, like, the last match on Dynamite, um... John Mox is a three-time AEW world champion, and I don't like it. He's he should be on vacation like he wanted to be. And Brian Danielson should have won. But if the payoff is MJF being world champion, I'm fine with it because I don't want him to beat Brian Danielson. And that's all I have to say on that. Do you have anything, John, that you would like to say about John Moxley? Uh I got nothing bad to say about him. It's just I don't think he should have won. I think Brian Danielson should have won. Yeah. But I think Brian Danielson is on his Shawn Michaels second run. Yeah, that makes sense. Never winning a world title. Probably wins it once. Like he did with the uh when he won the, the WWE championship twenty nineteen when yeah. he won. Oh yeah. Yeah. Run. But 
I think he's just doing his Shawn Michaels thing. Like, I'm just putting on classic matches, but I ain't winning. Yeah. Yeah. And now Rampage. Um, Again, I didn't watch Rampage, but I, I seen some things on Twitter. Sting and Darby Allen beat the House of Black. No fucking way. Whoa. AEW, stop. Just stop. Please, please. Look, I like Sting, but I y'all know I hate Dark. Please stop. Stop making the House of Black look so fucking weak, please. Um, apparently the great Muda came out and helped Sting and Darby Allen. Um I don't really I've never watched New Japan enough to know anything about the great Muda, but I know here he's a legend. Um he can't walk apparently for real. You know, he he kind of stiff in the walk. But, you know, that's that. Oh, yeah, and Julia Hart almost died. Like, bro, that, keep my, bro, that girl was like 19. So, I saw, and I saw that, I saw this shit. So, Great Mood, like, he spit mist in Buddy Matthews' face. And, like, Buddy Matthews, like, backs into Julia Hart. And, like, Julia Hart's, like, supposed to go through the table. But she got, like, she, like, overshot herself. So, like, it's like, say the table's, like, right here. Mm-hmm. She got, like, a piece of the table. Hits the back of her head on a rail. On the rail? Yeah, but I heard she's okay. Um, well, Brody King said um they appreciated the support and they're glad to announce that Julia Hart's hat is okay. And I was just like, damn, damn, bro. Like she's a kid. <laughs> damn. Yeah, bro, she's 20. What's bro. even worse is that she was born after 9-11. Wait, 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 wait. She was Nigga, she young. She's actually young. Like, it just hit me that that girl is younger than me, bro. What the fuck? Nigga, there's wrestlers younger than us? <laughs> like, on TV? Wait a minute. Like, the NBA like the NBA players being younger than me already fucked me up. But, nigga, it's wrestling, like, on, like, TV, like, getting their ass whooped, getting paid to get their ass whooped. Younger than me? That feels like child abuse. It really does, bro. But anyway, now this 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 warmed my heart to see the Jericho Appreciation 2.0. I'm I don't I, they I just know they're 2.0. They lost to Hook and Action Bronson, <laughs> and I can't believe I'm saying this shit. But y'all, Action Bronson is a better wrestler than Dominic Mysterio. Action Bronson. <laughs> oh man. Because keep in mind, when you see Action Bronson, you just see short and round, kind of like me. So you're thinking, like, he ain't going to do shit for real. Like, he a real stocky nigga. Well, wait. Action Bronson runs fast as fuck, bro. Like, he was, like, hitting the ropes, doing crazy, like, hitting niggas with clotheslines. He power slammed one. He body slammed one of them. Like, oh, shit. Like, he, he, he put up. He bro, got that he, Kevin Owens Braun Strowman speed. Bro, he pulled like he did as did the Braun Strowman power slam to one of them dog. Like, oh shit. And then the finish hook and Action Bronson legit choked them out, bro, at the same time. I'm like, damn. Okay. I'm like, I didn't know he was like that. Um, what else happened on this show that I care about? Um, Wardlow killed uh Jay Cargill, old lawyer. Um Jungle Boy uh-huh. beat. Ray Sterling, whatever. Yeah, him. Yeah. Uh Jungle Boy is officially Jungle Boy Jack Perry. I like that. Um, 
Just get rid of Jungle Boy Park. Actually, no, because I I love that song. I'm, I I fucking love that song. I told you, I told you we're going. You, I told you, nigga. It, 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 you it, it, that's it, what it, you it, get. That's what you fucking get. You know, I'm gonna play that song right now. I'm gonna. The song, okay, the the song grew on me, bro. It grew on me. Mm-hmm. It, mm-hmm. It, I, oh god. Um. Oh lord. Okay. What else happened? Um. Eddie Kingston killed Sammy Guevara, but then he was talking him out so much that the refs diverse reversed the decision, so Sammy won <laughs> by disqualification. And like, I don't understand because like AEW does not know their own rules, so like how much shit has ended the disqualification, like. This nigga John Mosley DDT Kenny Omega through a glass table when that shit was not a DQ. So how the fuck did this shit? Nah, bro. Nah. If if, if the ref has to reverse the decision, <laughs> bro. Nah, bro. That's when you know something wrong, bro. Okay. Oh yeah, that's the other thing. So. On Grand Slam in the Acclaim versus um, you know, Swerve match, right? Fab came out with oh no 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 not yeah, wait. No no Swerve and, and Keith Lee came out by themselves. The Acclaim had DJ Woo Kid and Fabulous out with them. And I'm like, what the hell? But Bad then man. I'm like, and I'm like, wait a minute, but then but then here's the kicker, right? So Jay Cargill cut in promo on Dynamite. She like, yeah, I need somebody to step up. Uh, Diamante, come on. She like, yeah, like you know, I'm not coming along. Like I got the baddest bitch from the, from the 305 with me. And my instantly, my brain is like, she is not talking about Trina. So enough. <laughs> Who the fuck walks in sh- Trina? And I'm sitting like, <laughs> so you mean to tell me then I had Uzi Action Bronson? Fab, DJ Wookiee, Trina, Amar, all the fucking Kevin Gates. So at this point, at this point, the, the AEW video game better come with like a mini game that is Def Jam Vendetta-like. It, yeah. it gotta be. So Jay Cargill versus Diamante for the, with the TBS title. And Jay kills her, of course, but then Trina gets in the ring. And you're like, what the fuck? So Trina helps Diamante up and knocks her ass back down. <laughs> I'm just like, so is Trina one of the baddies? Is Trina the baddies? I'm like, I'm like, hey, that is a great addition to the baddies section. Oh yeah, Trina. Whoa. <laughs> I'm like, whoa, wait a minute. But that match should not be fucking two minutes and thirty four seconds. What the fuck, Tony Khan? Hey man, I need more. I need more t- Jay Cargill on my screen, bro. Just, mm-hmm. just give me, just give me ten minutes. Just, just give me a ten minute match. I don't care who she beats. She can just. Just let Jay Cargill be in the ring for 10 minutes. That's all I need. Okay. Next match. Um, they had a battle royal that nobody cared about. The hangman page won. And they need to let somebody else get the title shot because I'm sick of this. They're treating hangman like Drew McIntyre. And I'm sick of it. But in the main event, I, I actually I actually watched it this morning. Ricky starts powerhouse Hobbs in a no DQ lights out match. Ladies and gentlemen, whether you are her, him, or them, I need to say this right here, right now. Ricky Starks won a match, a big match. I've been waiting for this shit for a hot 
I, too, for too long. I've been wanting Reggie Starks to win something big for long. He speared Hobbs through a fucking table. He hit his finisher on Hobbs and picked his big ass up and dropped him. And I, bro, I got so happy, man. I was, I was ready to cry, bro. Like, I, y'all know, bro. Listen, I, I don't do like that, all that like Twitter standing shit that people do. But I guess I could say I'm a Ricky Starks stand, bro. That, that nigga, that nigga's legit, man. Like, you know, he, he does this thing for the light skin community. You know, he makes me and John look better. He does, he, you know. He makes us yellow people look better. All right. Ricky Starks is the future of wrestling. I don't give a fuck what anybody says. I, I don't care. But, John, what do you think about Ricky Starks finally winning a big match? Like, they finally let him do it. He should have had that a long time ago. He shouldn't have lost it all out. He, he should have had that a long time ago. Long, long time ago. But, hey. He got it. <laughs> Tony Khan, man. T Tony Khan. He. I'm not. Why would they have a golden ticket battle royale? Bro, you already have MJF with the chip. <laughs> like, Wait a minute. Don't. What happened to the ranking system? <laughs> Them niggas really in the mud, bro. That's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. No wonder they keep bringing up WWE all the time. Oh my god! They want to hide their insecurity, bro. Oh my god! See, it's hard, bro. It's it's hard. Like they, I'm I'm an AEW fan, bro. But they made that shit so fucking hard, dog. But now we can talk a little bit about WWE. Our last topic: the bloodline. Are they good for WWE? Or are they bad for WWE? I'm gonna say they're fucking amazing. Mm -hmm. Um, this see, cause I was already like, you know, I I acknowledge the travel chief. They the ones you already know, but Sami Zayn being a part of this is probably like the most fun I've had. Like, I was watching SmackDown yesterday, and you know they all got out in the ring, and Sami was just like, you know, I forgot what he said, and then Roman was just like, why you had this shirt? Why are you wearing this blood puncher? What, what do you have to show? Take that <laughs> shit off. And you see Jay Uso in the back, like having a fucking blast. He's like, yeah, take that shit off, nigga. Run that shit, nigga. This nigga Jay Uso literally goes up and rips Sammy Jane's shirt. Like, completely ripped that shit off. Like, keep on the bloodline, like, all got new shirts. Sammy still had that one little bloodline shirt. So Jay Uso ripped that shit off. He feel like the coldest nigga ever. And, you know, Roman, like, he grabs something for him and he look at his, his Sammy. He just like, uh, I don't ever want to see you in that shirt again. He said, never wear that shit again. He was like, the reason, and he said, you're never going to wear it again because I got you a new one. And he taught Sammy his shirt. <laughs> and in one, of the in the, one of the most beautiful moments in wrestling, Sammy's like, open the shirt. And it says, Sammy saying, honorary oops. Uh, Nigga, the tears was rolling. <laughs> he did it! <laughs> that nigga Jay Usa, bro, like, I, I, it just it just kills me because like Jay Uso is literally like the the what's the word? He's like the little bastard of the family. And this shit be killing me because Roman be bullshitting him, Jimmy be bullshitting him, Solo Solo just straight up say you like yeah nigga you 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 ain't cut my nigga, bro. I, I love this storyline so much, man. They they the ones. 
But uh, John, what do you think about the bloodline? Do you think they're good or bad for the company? Bloodline, I think they're good for the company. I think they're good for the company. Um, I love how entertaining they are, even when people are cheering for them. They still remind the crowd that they're heels. Yeah, and oh, it's just hilarious. I I enjoy them. Um. I enjoyed them a lot. <laughs> to say that. Yeah, most definitely. And like people were just complaining, like, oh, well, Roman has all the world titles. I'm like, well, think about this. The other two champions, the the, the US and the IC champions are Bobby Lashley and Gunther. They gonna be all right. Yeah. <laughs> they gonna be they gonna be A okay. Um and that reminds me, okay, because we didn't really talk about it that much in a group chat. But I want to ask you, John, um, what do you think about, you know, Crown Jewel, Roman versus Logan Paul? I mean, we already know who's going to win. That's Roman. We already know that. We saw from the press conference how Roman oh, yeah. was, oh, my God. <laughs> like, the promo skills was like, all right, we don't need a match. We already know what's going to happen. Yeah. Let's, let's go on to Survivor yeah. Series. <laughs> like, I want to see Survivor Series war games, you know? <laughs> Man. Forget Crown Jewel now. <laughs> nah, bro, because, like, I know people hate it, but I fucking love this idea because I watched that podcast episode. And, like, if y'all haven't watched it, y'all should. Like, it was really, really entertaining. Like, and it was really insightful, too. Like, Roman, it came a long way for real. Yeah, and like people don't understand like that is a money match like people just like oh no Roman's gonna fucking kill him like yeah but who don't want to see Roman Reigns beat the shit out of Logan Paul who doesn't want to see that because mm -hmm. I, I do like see because here's the thing I paid to see the Logan Paul versus Floyd fight I, I regret it to this day because Floyd should have beat the fuck out of him. Like, absolutely, like, dog walk his ass. But he didn't. He let him, he let him, they, they, oh, man. They, they went all, they went all eight rounds for money. Roman is going to, it's one of two things that's going to happen. Either A, Roman's just going to completely obliterate him, or B, Roman's for sure going to beat him his ass, but he's going to make Logan Paul look good. Mm -hmm. And I'm good with either one because I still think Logan Paul is a piece of shit, but I don't like, bro, as a wrestler, I like him, bro. I fuck with him. I, I fuck with him. So I, I think it's a good idea. I think it's a good idea. Man. WWE really on the come up, man. This this whole, they brought it. Man, they brought back my boy Johnny Gargano. To this day, I'm not over that. I'm I'm not over that. Johnny Gargan. Okay. Like they should let Johnny Gargano take the money in the bank briefcase from Austin Theory. Real shit. I don't even care if Johnny loses, but he needs to take that briefcase from Austin Theory. And they get yeah, like bro, they're giving people their names back. Austin Theory is Austin Theory again. Tommaso Champa got his first name back. Uh Apparently, like it looked like LA Knight is coming back too, man. Like it, it, it's good, man. Cause this this little Max Mac, this little uh 
male Mexico Magnum model, whatever this shit. I'm not nah, this ain't it. This ain't it. But if we get LA night back, we good for sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> nah, bro. They need to bring him back ASAP because he need to wrestle, bro. He, he need to be a champion. Man. And then this whole little thing, like this little white rabbit shit they got going on. What? <laughs> it was At- 923. <laughs> and then went on commercial. No. Nah, this because because everybody was just like, oh, they're going to tell us who it is on Friday. I'm like, no, they're not. That No, that would, like, the payoff wouldn't feel deserved. Like, they need to keep this shit going, and that's what they're doing, because they're going to do something else on Monday. Like, they need to keep this shit going. Exactly. Man. But imagine it's not Bray Wyatt, bro, and it's like, I don't know who else it could be. But, like, people was making these little fan theories about, oh, Bray Wyatt could put his... Firefly Funhouse together and like the white rabbit could be like carrying cross and the 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 uh buzzer could be Braun Strowman. I'm like, this is why y'all are not hired by these companies. Because that is awful. Like, you know, of course, every wrestling fan has played Booker at least once in their life. Mm-hmm. But some of y'all just don't stop. Stop. Over. Like leave, leave it to the people who actually work in these companies and the niggas with the podcast and shows who know what they're talking about. Yeah. Like, you you stick to being a mark or a stand. But that's going to do it for this week's episode of Who Plays. Thank you guys for listening, and we will see y'all hopefully next week if we're not all busy as shit. But we can't make any guarantees because we, we, we adults. We got lives. But soon is the point. All right, y'all.